KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Welcome back to another edition of the KPBS Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm Beth Accomando. I'm in Wales at the Abattoir Horror Film Festival, where I've already seen a couple of wild Asian extreme films and some classic British horror cinema. And I'll have a podcast interview tomorrow with Italian composer Fabio Frizzi. But I wanted to make sure and take a break from my horror fest to review Trumbo. In a year when I was breathlessly awaiting a new Bond film and a promising Star Wars installment, Trumbo was the film that in some ways I was most excited about because it combined so many elements I love. It's a film about Hollywood. It's about a dark chapter in U.S. history that needs more light shined on it. It boasts Brian Cranston, Helen Mirren, John Goodman, and Diane Lane. And it's a film about ideas. The trailer alone got me fired up about the film because it crackled with some great dialogue delivered with verve by Cranston. Take a listen. I love our country, and it's a good government, but... Anything could be better. You talk like a radical, but you live like a rich guy. It's a perfect combination. The radical may fight the purity of Jesus, but the rich guy wins with the cunning of Satan. Your next deal is going to make you the highest paid writer in Hollywood. Where do I sign? Are you not, or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Many questions can be answered yes or no only by a moron or a slave. No studio will ever employ a member of the Communist Party. Decent Americans feel that Hollywood is just a haven for overpaid traitors. Buddy, I got nothing to say to you. We do what everyone says we can't. We write. Are you out of your mind? Congress has no right to investigate what we think or how we make movies. I'll write you a movie. And you don't want your name on it? No, you don't want my name on it. Especially if you're still up to stuff, are you? Perpetually. The blacklist is alive and well, and so is the black market. We should all be prepared to go to prison. I don't think you're willing to lose all of this just to do the right thing. You don't end something like this by giving them what they have no right to ask. Phone for you. Oh, who is it? But there's a good story in there about one man who tried to take on the whole world. What's the title? Spartacus. If we get one big movie, we can get all the big movies. Then this whole rotten thing could collapse. If there is some other writer's name on it, don't believe it. Fire Dalton Trumbo. I don't think you and me are going to be pals. You have to say everything like it's going to be chiseled into a rock. I know the blacklist is a serious topic, but damn it if that trailer wasn't fun because it has such energy and passion, and the film mostly met my expectations. For anyone not familiar with the name Trumbo or the Hollywood blacklist, here's a quick rundown. In the 1940s, Dalton Trumbo was a highly paid screenwriter in Hollywood. He was also a political activist and a member of the Communist Party in the U.S., and he vocally supported labor unions and civil rights. 
Then, in 1947, Trumbo, along with many in Hollywood, was subpoenaed to testify before the House Un-American Activities Committee as part of its probe into communist activity in the U.S. But Trumbo and nine of his colleagues refused to answer questions from Congress regarding their communist ties. They became known as the Hollywood Ten and were blacklisted and prevented from working in Hollywood from 1947 until the early 1960s. Trumbo landed in federal prison and incurred the wrath of anti-communist gossip columnist Hedda Hopper. Drinking alone? Preferably. And what are you up to these days? <laughs> you know, Hedda, another one of these and I just may tell you. Oh, then I'm buying. Usual. Same again. Yes, Miss Hopper. Oh, come on. I hear the rumors. Show me you're still in the game, fighting in the good fight. Come on, rub my face in it. Whisper a movie you've written in secret. Maybe I've even heard of it. Maybe you have. But upon release from prison, Trumbo devised a scheme to ghostwrite screenplays in order to survive and support his family. Look, you're a great writer. We make... I don't see it. Mr. King, I'm a screenwriter. If I couldn't write, I'd starve. Trombo, we can't afford you. Well, how much did you pay for the script of that? Bad Men of Tombstone. 1,200 bucks. All right. I'll write you a movie for 1,200 then. And you don't want your name on it? No, you don't want my name on it. He also managed to pen a pair of Oscar-winning screenplays under pseudonyms. And he effectively helped end the blacklist in the 1960s with the support of actor Kirk Douglas and director Otto Preminger, who each put the screenwriter's real name in the credits of their respective films, Spartacus and Exodus. The film Trumbo succeeds primarily because of Brian Cranston's sharp, riveting performance as the blacklisted writer. Cranston's Trumbo is smart, savagely witty, passionately political and fiercely protective of his First Amendment rights. He's admirable for his ideals, but fallible as a human being, and that's part of what makes him such a fascinating character. You have no idea what you could lose. Oh, please. My, my career, and the First Amendment, our country, am I missing anything? Us. You're losing us. Since prison, you don't talk or ask. You just snap. Bark. I keep waiting for you to start pounding the dinner table with a gavel. So in addition to being a pariah out in the world, I also have the supreme joy of battling insurrection in my own battling home. Battling insurrection? Where these ten fingers literally clothe and feed and shelter us. This Jesus. isn't just happening to you. We all hurt. I suspect that the best parts of the film are the scenes taken most directly from Trumbo's real life. The script is strong and Cranston anchors the film. But director Jay Roach is not particularly innovative in bringing the story to the screen. Roach is best known for his film comedies Meet the Parents and Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me, which had me a little worried about him tackling a serious topic like The Blacklist. But Roach has done more serious and socially conscious work on the small screen with recount and game change. Roach crafts the film with a good sense of pace and appreciation of the issues at stake. This is an Oscar bait film that knows it's about something important, but doesn't puff itself up with a somber sense of self-importance. 
Roach captures Trumbo's spirit, wit, and determination, and uses that to expose a dark and ugly moment in America's not-too-distant past. The film reminds us that the House Un-American Activities Committee was operating until 1975, a mere four decades ago. And if lives had not been damaged and destroyed by the blacklist, the whole thing would seem like a ridiculous comedy, because it seems like any rational, intelligent person would see how absurd it all was and how offensively contrary the House Un-American Activities Committee was to what America was founded on. It was the committee that was un-American, not the people it was investigating. Roach does a solid job of directing, but the film lacks a little fire and creativity in terms of its execution. But it has enough in its favor to still make it one of the top ten films of the year. There are an embarrassingly small number of films that have looked to the blacklist, most notably the documentary Hollywood on Trial and the films The Front, Guilty by Suspicion, and most recently, Good Night and Good Luck. What happened during the blacklist is something that makes me sick to my stomach because it so offends my sense of what's right and goes so contrary to what this country is meant to stand for. There are a lot of issues worth fighting for, but our right to freedom of speech is just so fundamental that to deny it in any way infuriates me, and I'm not sure I could have been as gracious and forgiving as Trumbo was about how his rights were denied. Trumbo is a film with something to say, and the passion and wit to say it well. Hollywood loves films about itself, even when the focus is on an embarrassing chapter in its history. It's also fitting that a film about a screenwriter reminds us how delicious it is to hear well-written dialogue, in this case from John McNamara, with some additional thanks to Bruce Cook, who wrote the book Dalton Trumbo, on which the film is based. If you want a film that will entertain you as well as remind you what things in life are worth fighting for, then go out and see Trumbo this weekend. It's also a chance for us to pay tribute to Dalton Trumbo and the Hollywood Ten. Thanks for listening to another edition of the KPBS Cinema Junkie podcast. I'll have my interview with Italian composer Fabio Frizzi up on Friday. I spoke to him earlier this week at the Arbitor Horror Film Festival in Wales, where he presented his Fritzi de Fulci concert for an enthusiastic crowd. So till our next film fix, I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie here in Wales. And let's go out with some music from Fabio Frizzi's score for Zombie 2. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.